you've done something that most people do, something that Vygotsky keeps harping on. And, and that is that we don't start with a verbal definition. And I led you in, yeah, in, good. into that. But any time you're looking, or students, or we are looking at uh, a phenomenon, a concept, it's always important to look at its origins because, and that's really what dialectics, dialectical logic is, is that it's because it's a process, you've got to look at its origins, how it, what forces brought it into existence, what forces maintain its existence, where there are times of qualitative transformation within that process, and then what forces take it out of existence. And so if we're looking to the origins of concepts, we can do so by looking at it uh, the way Vygotsky does, and that is phylogenetically with the species, how did concepts come into existence? And then also ontogenetically, how do, concept, how do concepts arise in the, the individual child? And one of the big problems that I'm recognizing more and more is that we tend to stop when we get to the with the origins, we stop with human beings. And if we're really going to understand it, we need to go back into the animal kingdom. So the animals have concepts. And when we're talking about animals, we can't use the definitions and the concepts that we're using to describe human beings which is a big, big tendency, especially in consciousness studies. If we look at the origins of a con concept for humanity, it's built on those, that conceptual structure that animals have and humans had before they took that dialectical leap that Vygotsky talks about to human consciousness. And so the, and that's where he talks about potential concepts that humans have that have inherited from evolution up to the time of this dialectical leap, that which went before. And so um, if we, we look at the first, First concepts, how did concepts come into existence for you know, early, early humans? 